focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Who's been blessed by the Leaf series so far? This is one of the most important aspects of it. So please listen with your heart, with your mind. Take a lot of notes. Be relaxed. Don't be stuck up, um, but don't miss the important thing. So two passages, Psalms chapter 91. See, when you guys are like 92, you'll still be carrying your wives. Please give us that picture. Give us that picture. When you're like 92, young girls will still be crushing on you. Just say amen. I didn't say you're going to fall. Come on, people. But you will not fall. Mm. When you are 95, ladies, men will still be like, hey, baby. (laughs) See, you guys don't believe it. Why? Because you have a picture in your mind that says 95 must be wrinkled and... Like just asking, where's my life support machine? God is going to raise people out of this congregation who are hundred and still fit. I'm dealing with generational obstacles in your mind. The generational obstacles that's ah 67, the guy tried. 72, not too bad. 74, ah, God did well for him. When you are 75, you still be a young bobo. Who am I talking to this morning? So you might not understand it yet, but receive it. Somebody say, I receive it. Let me ask you, when you received the life of Jesus, did you understand it? Did it really make full sense to you? In fact, are there still times right now that there are certain things about salvation that you're still wondering about, sister, right? So, Almost everything, technically everything you're going to receive from God will start that way. You have to receive it by faith before you conceive it by sense. So the word of God does not come primarily to make sense to you. It comes to make faith in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God sends that word as a carrier, as a courier of faith. And then when you have the faith and you absorb it, then you can now begin to unpack and unravel by divine intelligence what you have received by faith. Somebody raise your right hand and say, I will live long and I will live strong. Psalms chapter 91. Actually, let's start with Psalm 91. and see what it says. From verse 10, I'll read it alone for time's sake. No evil shall befall you. Uh, that amen can really be louder. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he, Jehovah, shall give his angels charge over you you in some of your ways in a few of your ways in your ways where you're applying sense even in your mistakes you will enjoy divine provision you will enjoy divine protection in all your ways in their hands 
they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra you shall tread you shall step on them there was an old song we used to sing in sunday school who remembers macha macha mo macha macha mo macha macha satan don't fall for ground oh macha macha anybody there macha macha mo macha 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 mo, macha macha. Satan don't fall for ground. Macha macha. Some of y'all not matching nothing. If you can't stand where you are, just be like boom, boom. Now imagine all the things terrorizing your health, your body, your lineage, your ancestry, and go like so. High BP, step on you. Cardiac arrest, step on you. Overweight. Step on you, asthma. Step on you. What else? Cancers. Step on you. Ah, da 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 da. This boy is about to enter my piano. He says, "You shall tread." He did not say you shall dread the lion and the adder, which is the poisonous snake, the serpent. He said you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. He says the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. So please understand a couple of things that can elongate your life. I will give you a list of 10 things in the second service of things that can elongate your life. But many of them are connected to this thing. It said love can elongate your life. Because research shows that people who are lonely tend to die earlier. And that when there is no fellowship, communion, or community around an elderly person, you can begin to see the accelerated degeneration of their physical frame. Have you noticed when you go to see your grand or your grandmom, they want to talk and keep you around for as long as possible? That's why if people are, in quote unquote, disturbing you right now, your phone is buzzing off the hook, can you be grateful that they are looking for you? Look at your neighbor say your Peru must not para. One why, one why, one why. That's the mercies of the Lord. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> say I'm not fire boy, but I'm a boy on fire. It said, it said because he has known me. So knowledge can elongate your life. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God did not promise that there will be no trouble, but he promised you his presence as your presence in times of trouble. God is very aware you receive some troublesome doctor's report. He is very aware you receive some disturbing news. What God did not say is I will prevent all the troubles in this world. He's saying, I will be with you where? In trouble. In other words, trouble is going to be the theater in which I perform my surgery. Yeah. 
I will teach principalities and powers that there are some people that cardiac arrest cannot kill. That, pre, that certain uh, genetic predispositions cannot affect. He says, I will call, I will deliver him and honor him. The last line, let's read that together. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my what? Everybody read it one more time. Everybody read it again, read it again, read it again. If you believe in the provisions of grace packaged in salvation, you shall have no problems believing in the provisions of grace packaged in long life. Because the God who gives salvation is the God who has made provision for long life. Oh, nobody give me a witness on that. With long life, I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. Now, some people have argued. They said, oh, you know what? This is talking about Jesus Christ. It's talking about eternal life. It's talking about forever life. It's talking about all of that. It says, with long life, I will satisfy you. See, forever life, eternal life goes beyond your satisfaction. Why? Because you don't currently have a framework for you to measure what satisfaction will be in eternal life. So in your theology, don't sound wiser than God. You know how people can try to explain, never allow the experiences of those around you modify your theology. Don't try to defend God's integrity just because you think that certain things then happen according to your previous conception of doctrine. Is somebody here? All right, good measure for those who might still argue. Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 15. Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 15. Let's read this together. It's a shorter passage. 3 to 1 we read. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. So you can see this. This is not talking about eternal life. Because there's no old age in eternal. Are you following this? <laughs> in old age. Who's it talking to? The righteous. How is the righteous going to be? He's not just going to live long. He's going to live well. Because there are people who live long. But they are not fresh and flourishing. How many of you know there are people who are actually wishing for death? Praying for the death to come because they are not fresh and they are not flourishing. So there are those who are fresh and flourishing and they are cut shut in their prime. And there are those who live long but they are not fresh and flourishing. God says you don't have to choose one at the expense of the order. 
It's like saying, I choose salvation in Christ, but I don't want to receive the active operation of the Holy Spirit. And you know it's possible for you to have salvation in Christ and not enjoy the benefits of the active operation of the Spirit. Are you aware of that? Because Paul said to some people, he spoke to them about the baptism of the Spirit, and they said, we do not know, we have not heard of that kind. Why? What you hear determines what you can believe. What you believe determines what you can experience. What you experience determines what you can enjoy. Many believers have not been taught that there is a divine provision of long life. My assignment this morning is twofold. Number one, I'm going to deal with wrong thinking about life and death. I'm also going to deal with the fear of death. In the first part, you'll be amazed at how many anointed people are afraid of death. And then the second service, I'm going to teach you how to live long. But please, let's practice a little bit because some people are looking very somber and morose right now. Please, how many look for three or five sisters? Tell them God or brothers and sisters. Tell them God has a package called long life. Please receive it. Come she? I said go to three to five people. Please, please receive it. Lord, we receive wisdom this morning. We receive enlightenment this morning. I take authority over seductive spirits. I take authority over false doctrines. I take authority over strongholds in the mind that has reduced our ability to receive more of what you have for us. Wherever there are voices arguing with the prophetic direction of this teaching, I bind, I break in pieces, I shatter asunder. Everything that causes men and women to leave in the constant fear of death, in the dread of the afterlife, I terrorize by the finger of God in the name of Jesus and I release upon this house grace to receive the fullness of all that God has for us. Receive it right now. Let this be a seated doctrine, sorted, established in our spirits. Not for self-aggrandizement but for the proliferation and propagation of your intention for the rest of our lives and to also establish a benchmark and a standard in God for many that will come behind us. The many in this house will live up to 90, 95, 100. That the same way people say, oh, you're so youthful, you're so vibrant, you're so energetic. Whilst we're in our 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we've raised three, four, five, six, seven other generations behind us, we will not be abated in our energy. We will not be weak. We will be fresh and flourishing. As your word has made provision for the righteous. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Please be seated. Let's go. I'm going to be a tutorial in many parts of the services so you can really, really get it. Now, the list of questions I wanted to write down real quick, and if media can put it on the screen, that would be great. These questions, I may not be able to answer all of them, or I may choose not to answer all of them for time and for the, for the purposes of time or the constraints of time, but also for the purposes of your own personal determination about what you want out of it so write down a couple of questions number one is long life 
the devil's idea or is it God's idea? Write down somewhere. Is it the devil's idea? Is long life could long life actually be the devil's idea? Um, I think that most people know the answer already, right? Because the devil does not come to give life and does not come to prolong life. He comes to take life. John 10, 10, it says, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that you may have life and have more abundantly. So write that down. Now, also write this down. Has God made promises for long life? Has he? Also, has God made provision for long life? Because these are questions that if you don't answer from an intelligent point of view, you will struggle to receive the prophetic proclamations. You will allow a symptom in your body or your dad's body or your mom's body or your aunt's body to begin to paint pictures of premature death in your life. And the fact that there's a symptom in the family does not mean that there must be death in your life. It does not mean. It's not a life sentence. There are people who are congenital complications and say you're not going to live past seven and they lived up to 77 there's somebody here so did god make the promise that god make the provision because it's one thing for somebody to have a promise and not be able to make the provision someone can tell you i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there, I'll be there. how are you coming i don't know but i'll be there and someone else can say oh i've got a car or i've got an aircraft or i've got a bike or something now you also want to ask the question so why do people die young media hope you have the video let me let me know it's a three minute video we're gonna watch shortly are we ready for it media are we ready for the video why i need a signal because i can't see anyone why do people die young why we might be able to help ourselves by identifying why people die young um because when you were in school those of you out of first class, you know that you did not have a first class accidentally. Those who are the first class are a strong two one. They did not have it by accident. Oh, come on, someone talk to me. They were intentional and deliberate. Therefore, if we desire a long life, we need to be intentional and deliberate. We need to ask why do people die young or before their time, if you can see that. Next question, write this down. Do I really want to live long? Because Jesus looked at a blind man and said, what do you want me to do for you? And a general guy would have looked like a very silly question. The lack would have looked like a very silly question. This guy is blind. How can you be asking, what do you want me to do for you? Why would he not ask? Because watch this, not every blind person wants to see. Not every blind person wants to see. Some blind people are enjoying whatever they consider profits from the economy of blindness. Their blindness gives them employment. Because they are not only physically, uh, visually impaired, they are mentally blind. So as far as they are concerned, this is the only way in which they can earn a living. They have an office they don't have to pay for at a junction or at a busy road. Is somebody following this now? (laughs) 
Auntie, God go bless you. God go marry you. Auntie, God go help you. God go carry you. Auntie, God go... Uh, God, uh, auntie. So watch this because if they are healed, they don't know what to do. Some people don't want to live long because they don't know what to do with the rest of their years. I tell you the truth, sometimes when somebody is critically ill or in a medical condition and people raise prayers, churches are praying, pray, pray, everybody pray for Sister Lagbaja, sometimes, not all the time, that person does not want to live long. Like, but we prayed, but we prayed sometimes and you are busy feeling bad over somebody's desire being granted. Is somebody following this? Now, let me just give you another example. Ladies, the truth, don't raise your hands so you don't spoil anything. But ladies, the truth is, some, there might be two or three ladies like that in this house this morning. If you check your heart, the deepest parts of your heart, you do not want to get married. Ladies, am I saying the truth? Now, it doesn't mean everybody that says yes, I belongs to that category, but they've interfaced with. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But society glamorizes it, but not only glamorizes marriage, victimizes singleness. So all of a sudden, you have acquired taste for marriage. When in your makeup and your framework and your mentality and ideology, you really can be fine. Isn't it interesting how you were fine by yourself until people made you feel incomplete without somebody? So even though you were feeling complete, you went to meet somebody to try to complete you, but the person actually depleted you. Mm, can I preach a little bit? So when it comes to long life, I'm going to deal with something called longevity relativity. I don't know what it's called. I just formed it. <laughs> but, but it sounds nice, right? <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is right, psychological, philosophical. <laughs> Let's go. But you know, there have been things that I, I came up with and I thought it was very fresh. And I Googled and I saw that somebody had already. Sometimes in those frames, I said, like, okay, I'm intelligent. <laughs> so some people don't want to live longer than a certain. And their underlying issues, fears, doubts, um, wrong perception of the world, or sometimes legitimate issues like understanding their job description in the earth and knowing that their job does not require more than 40 or 50 years. They're in the minority. More people are driven by fear and uncertainty and confusion about the future. But there are few people who know I am not going to live longer than this because I don't need that time. Let me show you from the same scripture. Go to verse 15 real quick. Verse 15, let's go. Uh, sorry, uh, Psalm 91. I believe it's, it's verse 14. Verse 14. Because he has set 
his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name verse 15 now says uh, he shall go to verse 16 actually verse 16 yep let's read this together with I will and where long life I will is satisfaction a general thing or a personal thing If we go to eat, if you eat like me, <laughs> it can take me hours to finish a meal. Not like I'm lazy. I'm just, if you're going to consume something, do it with respect. <laughs> Give it opportunity to say farewell, final praise and all or not anyway so so but but i don't eat a lot of food i eat in small portions and does not take me a whole lot of food for me to be satisfied but dami dami has traveled with me a few times and been to a few places together dami come real quick john and dami come john and dami come let me let me come very quickly you both i remember one time I traveled with John. I think went to Abelkuta or something like that. Because me, I can go for days without eating, even when I'm not fasting. I, can, I forget that I've not eaten. Thank God for my wife and my life. John, do you remember the day we went to Abelkuta? I do remember. And I think the next day we had preached. Powerful word. Next day you're just looking somehow, looking some. <laughs> so, so, that's a, What's up? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> so palms have no it. What is it? So is, is it an artist thing? Is it a musician artist thing? Like food? You don't joke with your food. So you eat, but you're not. You're not. You don't eat like. This gentleman on the other, like, <laughs> we were in the studio last week, <laughs> documenting some sounds. Dan said, Peter, I'm sound quickly get some. <laughs> the girl was gone for such a long time. I said, How are you doing? I just went to help my stomach. Like, I had to get. Was it spaghetti or something? And when it's eaten, it's a whole lot of food. He is one of the people that meals are grateful for. Food is like, thank you for helping me accomplish my purpose in life. <laughs> Let's celebrate them. By the way, Damas Eventus on the 12th of February. Let's support him. If I want to eat two or three spoons, as in like kitchen spoons, ladles, good. I'm satisfied. For some other people, they need like two plates or three plates, mountains and mounds of okele. They have an ecological landscape on their plates. Olumorok, River Niger of Ogbono. Mmm. And then you have some mountains of meats. 
satisfaction is relative. So Jesus after the three was satisfied. Is somebody following this? Jesus at 33 was okay. He did not just buy. Somebody let me announce this. You will not just die. You will not die like a chicken. You will not die like a dog that was knocked by a car. I wish that amen will be loud and stronger. I'm taking my time because I wanted to understand it. I don't just want to shout amen. You know how people say you will live long. Everybody shout amen. But they don't understand that there is a provision for it. A real one. That you can choose to a large extent. The bandwidth of your exits. Very large. I'll show you from the Bible. John 17. Jesus said, I have glorified you. He says, my work is done. Paul said, I have run the race. I have finished my course. And it says, now he's waiting for me a crown of life that God is going to give to me. So satisfaction is relative. Now, Chef Rex is here and he makes a lot of amazing culinary pieces and all of that. And here's the truth. You know that one of the major parameters in your cooking is temperature and time. Isn't that so? temperature and time you can apply the same temperature for the same amount of time to every kind of meal some people's assignments are like indomie assignments some people's assignments are like beans assignments indomie how much time do you need two minutes they say but it's about five to seven minutes Somebody was lying in the marketing by the stock. And it really moved it. Because, you know, when you want to ask somebody for a brief time, you say, can I have two minutes? This is a brilliant market over 20 years ago. Like, two minutes. No matter how hungry, just two minutes. But it's not true. However, you know, once the thing begins to simmer, and you can see the signs of hope, it satisfies your head. How much time do you need to cook beans? <laughs> Is he white, red, brown? So if your assignment for metaphorical purposes, illustrative purposes, is to cook indomie, you don't need two hours. Two hours will turn it into indomie slurry. Indomie soup. So let that be established in your mind first. Okay? Alright. Now let's look at a couple of things that will really, 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 really help. Let's look at why do people die. Media, do we have the video? Um, and we hooked in such a way that those who are on Mixelar and YouTube and Facebook will see the video. Do we have that in the switching? Alright. Let's go. Can you give us some power? Please watch this. This will help the next part of the teaching. Somebody shout, I will enjoy long life. Where's our sound? So you need to stop it and get the sound right. The 
cab company's customers are middle and upper class. You know, this is what I was saying earlier. Sample will choose salvation, but not the Holy Spirit. They're giving us video, but no audio. Sample are just managing. They say, let's just manage it. No, I want everything. That they might have life and have it. How? If there's anybody with any illness or sickness in your body, the Lord will heal you. Christ has already paid for that. You will appropriate that healing in your body. So you will not live long managing it. Um, let's do it real quick because of time. 150,000 people are going to die today. And one of the brutally unfair realities of life is that where you were born can dramatically change how and at what age you die. Please pause it. There's a Please really pause fascinating it. Please myth. pause it. Can we hear? You can make out what a singer. It sounds very rough. All right. Please start again. Years of life lost. Which 150,000 people are going to die today. And one of the brutally unfair realities of life is that where you were born can dramatically change how and at what age you die. There's a really fascinating measurement called years of life lost, which measures how many years shy of the realistic maximum life expectancy people die. So if a person can hope to live to age 86, but then dies in a car accident at age 21, those 65 years are considered lost years of life due to car accidents. It's basically a way to measure why people are dying early. Hundreds of researchers from around the world collaborated to collect and analyze that data for each country. 150,000 people are gonna die today. And one of the brutally unfair realities of life is that where you were born can dramatically change how and at what age you die. There's a really fascinating measurement called years of life lost, which measures how many years shy of the realistic maximum life expectancy people die. So if a person can hope to live to age 86, but then dies in a car accident at age 21, those 65 years are considered lost years of life due to car accidents. It's basically a way to measure why people are dying early. Hundreds of researchers from around the world collaborated to collect and analyze that data for each country. And the result is this map. It shows the leading cause of early death in each country for 2013. Look at Africa. People die early here mainly because of infectious diseases like pneumonia, malaria, and diarrhea, which are easily treated in places with stronger health infrastructures. And people are dying young in these places. Four out of every 10 deaths in these poor countries are among people under 15. Meanwhile, in Saudi Arabia, Even though half the population is forbidden to drive, traffic accidents are the number one cause of lost years of life. There's a trend among young guys who see how crazy they can get on the road. Between that and the lax speed limit enforcement, 19 people die every day on Saudi roads. It's the same problem facing young guys in other neighboring countries. Over in Venezuela, 25,000 people were killed in homicides last year, making violence the leading cause of years lost. Only around 8% of crimes are prosecuted, so gang violence usually goes unchecked. It's a similar situation in neighboring Colombia.
In Syria, where a bloody conflict rages on, war was the leading cause of lost life. In China, a lot of people are dying from stroke. This is actually an indicator of a major transition in the region. As the economy in China has industrialized and surged over the past three decades, infectious diseases like the ones we saw in Africa dropped dramatically due to better health infrastructure. But a stronger economy means eating more fat and sugar, moving less, and breathing a lot more air pollution. Plus, they're living longer. All of these factors increase the likelihood of stroke. Then there's the wealthier countries, where heart disease is the number one cause of early death. Strangely, it's actually the sign of the privilege of old age, since heart disease is generally considered an age-related disease. See, in poor countries, the biggest threat is diseases that kill people early on in life. But in rich countries, death typically comes after a much longer life. between two cars and all of that is that the devil is that the devil okay you're in africa and there is a lot of infant mortality right or people die of diarrhea and pneumonia but is that the devil answer now some people will say well the devil is at the root of it well let me tell you what's at the root of it man is at the root of it romans chapter 5 and i'll show you now from verse 17 for if by one man's offense, one man's offense, Romans 5 verse 17, not by the devil's defiance, if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 17, media, we're done with the video. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in the justification of life. So see this, the whole concept of sin in its origin, or the whole concept of death in its origin, is only secondary to the concept of sin. The wages of sin is death. Whose sin led to man's death? Man's sin. So death is a function of man's action or inaction. <laughs> Death could not gain entry into the world until a man opened the door. This is very important because in Africa, we're so used to not taking responsibility and everything is the devil. Oh, can I talk right now? We don't do our health check and then somebody dies suddenly in quotes. We don't realize the person has been dying by installments. And just the fact that you are slim does not mean you are fit. Oh, can I talk right now? Send me, I'm, I'm very lightweight. I know you are light, but wait. The whole issue of death and sin were capitalized on by the devil, but were caused by man. This is significant. Oh, we don't know what happened. The devil killed him. The devil, no, no. The wages of sin is death. 
Therefore, anytime I'm operating by the standards or the context of seeing and its iterations, its forms, its patterns, its expressions, death is finding expression in my life. Is somebody here? This is the reason there is death everywhere. There's death in Africa. There's death in South Arabia, Saudi Arabia. There's uh, death in the United States. Why? As long as you are a man, you are subject to death. Isn't that so? However, like we've seen in the video, the number of years lost can vary from place to place and from person to person. And what it also means is that you can get to a place where no life has to be lost. How will that happen? We must understand the operations of life. Now, I know the main pool, you know, there are many things in your mind, in your heart. So we're still going to look at a couple of scriptures and we're going to look at a couple of things. Right now, a few more questions. Do I, not just do I want to live long, okay? If I want to live long, we're listing questions earlier. Why do I want to live long? Why? If I do not want to live long, why do I not want to live long? These are important questions. Then write another question. Do I have a right to live long? Do I actually have a right to live long? Or am I trying to arrogate to myself what is not mine? And then how can I live fully? So we've looked at why do people die? Now, in Africa, that means that we can say to ourselves that most people that die do not need to die at the time they die. That things can be done medically spiritually sensically financially to prolong life and to increase the possibilities of life this is important now why do i want to live long the marriage i want to live long but ultimately for me one major reason i will live long is that i'm going to use time as a currency to manifest the agenda of god in my life and in my world so please understand something that the believer does not need to be afraid of death and i want to show you a couple of things if you say you belong to the family of christ family of god then let's look at some people in the bible and say how did they die when did they die do we have enough examples of people are we you know do you know what has happened between covid and now many people are just like we don't know who's next i've heard those kind of statements when you hear that say we know and it's not me are you hearing me? Ah, this person just died. Oh, ah, this one just died. Oh, we don't know who's next. No. Don't entertain words of death around you. Speak life. Counter it. This thing, you hear what I'm saying? I know that you're in a certain space right now where many of us have been in. But look at somebody and say you shall not die but you will live how did abraham die the book of isaiah says look to your father abraham look to the rock from which you were hewn go to genesis 24 verse 1 real quick how did abraham die how did the fathers of the faith that we profess die how did the patriarchs die how did they die genesis 24 verse 1 everybody let's read it together now abraham was old well advanced welcome baby well advanced in age and the lord had blessed abraham how is somebody here 
the father of faith your chief mentor your chief model the one who articulated what it means to walk with god journey with god how did he die so if i die young who am i copying <laughs> well go for it <laughs> go for it i'll explain that to you jesus and the disciples i will show you i will show you why did they why did they die young and by the way they did not die they gave up their lives there's a difference i'm jumping the gun but there's a difference they laid down their lives jesus said it they said you don't take my life away from you and i already established that for those who want to die earlier i said some of you the assignments can easily be done quickly do you get but if the lord has not revealed that to you don't be living in the fear of i don't know it might just happen no god is not a terrorist this terrorism mentality of i don't know when to happen no if i send minister solomon assignments i've done at different times there are context to that assignment do this do that do that have you done this i expect it's in one hour two hours How can God give you an assignment? God. And then you are living in constant fear. Is somebody following this? Now people are going to say, oh, but a man of God died and the woman of God died. Why did he die? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. For all you care who told you, God did not show them, tell them when they were going to die or how they were going to die. What I want to show you is overwhelming evidence from scriptures that the pattern of God is not a child of his being cut down. That's not the pattern of God. And I know that when I start teaching like this, all the religious demons and all the cultural demons of the don't teach them. But me, I'm teaching, but to tell some people, don't listen, it can happen today. If you know you're going to live long, shout, I live long and I live strong. Shout aloud and let everything in creature hear you. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age. So this is not some kind of spiritual age well advanced look at somebody say eternity is timeless you don't need to rush into it to be there to wait for you eternity not a question don't worry about my eternity my eternity not day. let me tell you this is so important let me just ask you how many of you have heard a message on long life recently when was the last time you heard a message on long life? Tell me. How many years ago? How popular is it? Why? Why? We don't have all the answers, but let's look at what the scripture presents. Because if this was not important, it would not be there. 
I'm just going to take three or four people because of time. But Abraham, he knew when he was going to die. Let's go to uh, chapter 25 and verse 7 from verse 7. So Abraham will represent Isaac and Jacob for us. But Isaac blessed his children. Jacob blessed his children. It was not like, and Jacob heard that Isaac had died. Some camels knocked him against the rock. And Jacob said, ah, ah, my father, my father. How art thou crushed? The camels of the Chaldeans. Now, please understand, I'm not, I'm not making mockery or light. I've, I've lost some friends. I mean, young people. Lost the spiritual daughter. She was 17 or 18 or something like that. So, if it's about pain, lost the cousin. Wept like a baby. If it's about pain, I understand it. And understand the reason you want to live long is not for flanger. Yeah. Is I have a choice in the matter and I want to exercise it. And I will show you from the New Testament. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life. Which he... By the way, long life does not mean you are really alive. Not everybody who is breathing is alive. I showed from the story of the prodigal son. He said, this is my son that was dead. He was breathing, but he was not alive. Are you following that? So he said, this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life which he lived so years are for the purpose of life life is for the purpose of living so you can have years and have no life you can have life and not believe in it he said these are the some of the years 175 years keep going verse 8 then abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age and an old man and full of years full some let's practice i'm full i will be full of years practice i will be full of years some of you are not saying it say it i will be full of years full of years and he was gathered to his people so we know the people of God have a place in him after living here and his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah which is before Mamre in the field of Ephron the son of Zohar the Hittites so his exit was not accidental next verse next verse next verse next verse and it came to pass The field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Heth, there Abraham was buried and Sarah his wife. Keep going. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. And Isaac dwelt at Beer Lahai Roy. So the exit of Abraham did not crash the family. I'm showing you God's model for life and death. Do not go and be copying exceptions. Do not allow 
the provisions of grace be interrupted by the seeming authenticity of exceptions. The thing about exceptions is you don't control the parameters. Somebody said he wants to die like Jesus. Have prophets been praying for your birth? No, let's talk about it. Have prophets been praying for your birth? Hannah and Simeon, before you were dedicated, they were in the temple. Come on, somebody talk to me. The parameters of those are exceptional. Did anybody say, have you gone for baptism? Say, I behold the Lamb of Nigeria. It's amazing how we embrace exceptions and we hold on to them not realizing that it could be deception. Yes, but this happened, but that happened. Oh, wow. What a surprise. It's shocking. It's not supposed to happen. But don't let it infiltrate your subconscious mind and begin to lead into, it could be me. If God is your father, there should be certain convictions in your spirit. In fact, Jesus said, my father, my father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Do you, understand, do you know how it looked death in the face? Spoke about it so clearly and so boldly. He did not say, I'm committing suicide. Oh, yeah, walk by me. Oh, yeah, yeah, do something. He said, if I want, I will ask my father to release thousands of angels now. Even though we are already unfolding and living out the redemption plan, we can interrupt it now. I have that kind of negotiation with God. That the scheduled death, I can overturn it by virtue of koinonia. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Do you know what Israel is? One who has power with men and with God. That something can be scheduled, but because you have power with God, if you heard the teaching last week about Hezekiah, Say God, no, let's let's do God. Are you seeing? Let's look at Moses very quickly. Moses, real quick, Deuteronomy 34, 4 to 9. Deuteronomy 34, right? Then the Lord said to him, This is the land from which I saw, of which I saw, to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So even though God was going to take his life, God told him. See, eh? if you don't have the right doctrine of death, you'll be very, very suspicious of God. You'll be so suspicious of God. And there is nothing God wants more than you to enjoy the love he has for you. That enjoyment by faith is what you call trust. The constant agitation, nagging, uncertainty, it's not from God. If you can't say true, say yes. If you can't say yes, say amen. He said this is the land, though. look at it though. I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. When a good father is disciplining the children, it doesn't just smack, smack, smack. He's going to explain why. The educators and the trainers here know you do that. Next verse, verse 5, real quick, let's go. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Go to the next verse. And he buried him. Who is the he? 
Capital He. God took charge of the body. He did not put him to shame or embarrass him. And said, David, uh, Moses, because I told you to speak to the rock and you struck the rock, I will scatter your body to the birds of the air. Is Moses Goliath? Buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the, his grave to this day because they would have most likely idolized the grave of Moses. God does not want you to idolize anybody in life or in death. So don't even idolize them by believing that what happened to them because they were your mentors or your fathers or your preachers or all of that will happen to you. It's a form of idolatry to transfer the exit of another and the modalities into your own reality. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Oh, I know I came to do battle today. I know I'm dealing with things today. But as many as, as many whose hearts are open, receive grace for longevity. Receive grace for longevity. Walk in the fullness of God's purpose for your life. You will not be caught short in your prime. You will live out your days. You will fulfill the bidding of the Lord concerning you. I terrorize the voice of terror and fear and trouble and tribulation in the name of Jesus. Wherever there are religious demons, cultural demons, environmental demons, uh, uh, medical demons, uh, psychological demons, uh, poor orientation demons uh, that have begun to minister to you to say, well, uh, it can happen now or the other. I bind them in the name of Jesus. And for those who may have received the divine visitation where God has told you, 45, 50, may you know the voice of God. And may you be able to embrace it with divine courage, not trepidation. By the way, that's a very, very, very minute exception. If at all, there's anybody like that here. If at all. You know, we make everything look like, you know, Christ demystified death by dying and defeating it. So why do we give it a prime place? No one knows the grave. If we go, I believe it's the book of 2 Kings, uh, 2 Kings or 1 Kings actually, where it speaks about the exit of Elijah, the man who called down fire. Of course, we read David last week, and so we know how David died. Look at somebody say, you will not die like a chicken. Say louder, say you will not die anyhow. Second Kings chapter 2 from verse 1. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up. Now please let me just say something. If you are a believer, the Lord takes you up. The devil doesn't take you down. Your body may drop down, but it's the Lord that takes you up. Look at somebody say, the Lord is in charge of my life. And the Lord is in charge of my exit. Please say louder. Say the Lord is in charge of my life. And the Lord is in charge of my exit. Look at that person. Say it's not in the power of anybody to take your life. Tell the person it's not in the power of any sickness to take your life. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into the heaven, into heaven by a whirlwind, 
that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elisha said to Elijah said to Elisha, "Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel." But Elisha said, "As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you." So they went to Bethel, and they go all the way, all the way. Can we get the verse where he literally um then gets lifted in the whirlwind? And of course, we were mocking. Uh, Would the Lord take your, take your father in the faith away today, all right? So verse 12, or let's say from verse 11. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared from another dimension. You know, there are different dimensions. We're in the third dimension, but it's not all. <laughs> they are real creatures in a higher dimension. That's why man is looking at VR and metaverse. And are you getting that? A chariot of fire appeared with hosts of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up. So when you see believers, the Lord took him up. He went up. Uh, Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man was buried. Lazarus was carried. Look at somebody say, I'm going up and 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 up. For the New Testament believer who's alive when Christ comes, who shall be done what? Caught up. I'm not going down. Caught up. Went up by whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and it cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took all of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He took up, he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen on him and struck the water and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that way, and Elisha crossed over. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. So Elijah called on fire from heaven. He did not just die like that. There were conversations before his exit. Now let me ask you, those of you who work in a place, how many times have you just been fired? Or let me just say fired because death is not firing, death is relocation. You were posted to another branch of the company without a conversation. Without any kind of conversation. So why do you think God will relocate you to heaven? A lot of people think that God can talk to them about who they will marry. But about their exit is not that important. Do, do you get know what I'm saying, chef? You're trusting God, God, when will I get married? But you don't have an idea. Because culture has taught you that it, it can happen to anybody. It's culture, God. Read the Bible and see the templates in the Bible. Now, I have a long list here. So we've seen how the patriarchs died. Some be like, Old Testament, Old Testament. How did the apostles die? Let's look at that. I have a long list of how the apostles died. If, if I personally discipled you, you remember in one of the Master Life sessions, I gave you guys a list of a document of how they died. So how did they die? Now, other than Judas and John, um, we don't actually know how exactly the apostles died. 
but they're history books because the Bible is not a storybook. It's not a fiction book, right? So they're historical accounts that lend credence to this. So how did they die? Very long. Andrew, the brother of Peter, martyred them by crucifixion. Bound, not nailed to an X-shaped cross at Patre, Achaia. Hung alive for two days. But whilst he was hung alive for two days, brother Andrew was still preaching the gospel. So, when we're speaking about long life, we're not saying be afraid of death. No, we're not. Somebody say, I'm not afraid of death. It's not about fear. It's about purpose. Don't forget, the Bible says, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. In other words, my motivation to live long is not the fear of death, it's the love of God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Perfect love cast out all fear. Why did Jesus, that died at 33 and a half, why didn't he die at 16 if he was by dying young? Or 12? After his mother, I is about, let's see who can die youngest. Why didn't he die at 18? He had not fulfilled the pleasure of the father which had to be done at a certain age is somebody here behold i come in the volume of the books it is written of me stop believing the tracts of the devil and start believing the books of god we can't read all of them because there are many how did brother bartholomew die martyrdom how by being skinned alive crucified head downward by the idolaters of Armenia near Turkey the most traveled of the disciples after Jesus death he preached the gospel in Mesopotamia and that's current day Iraq Persia Iran Ethiopia Arabia and India he died like this James the greater son of Zebedee right how did they die? Beheaded, stabbed with a sword by Herod Agrippa James the lesser son of Alpheus first bishop of Jerusalem martyred in, in his early 90s. They just let the man die now. John the beloved. Natural death. And so forth. Judas Iscariot. We know, how, we know he, how he died and all of that. Peter. Martyred on my crucifixion. Upside down. Why? He said to them. Do not kill me like you killed my master. Now. Someone says. But the disciples died early. They gave down. Gave up their lives. Because of the unique scenario of the assignments so some of our brothers and sisters have been killed in northern Nigeria because they've been martyred because of the uniqueness of scenario the invasion of false religions from that part of the world now you say to yourself you want to be a martyr not a problem you can actually go there but can you literally galvanize the factors for martyrdom for you to galvanize the facts for martyrdom is not martyrdom it's suicide The Bible says rightly dividing the word of truth. So the fact that you're saying the Bible does not mean it's currently ap applicable to your unique scenario. Is somebody being delivered today? Yes, sir. Only seven people. Yes, sir. Now let me show you in the book of uh, Revelations that this is a, a unique scenario. Okay, It's a unique scenario. Mar martyrdom, right? Go to Revelation 6 verse 9. 
The reason you also know it's a unique scenario is that God is going to compensate the matter. Look at this. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Verse 10. Keep going. And they cried with a loud voice saying, look at that. How long? O oh Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on earth. In other words, even the matter who lays down his life, the blood of his purpose is still crying unto God. Verse 11. Then what happened? A white robe was given to each of them. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who will be killed as they were was completed. So martyrdom has a number. <laughs> Somebody say, Lord, I receive understanding. I want to be, I want to be. If you go to a mission field, God didn't send you to, and they kill you, you died. <laughs> you are not a matter. You are a slaughtered. <laughs> Am I helping somebody this morning? Because, you know, sometimes we have this copy and paste mentality. That's one of the things the Lord delivered me from many, many years ago. That's why a lot of things I do right now that may be unconventional. And people can say whatever they want to say. It's okay. I've come to rest in the fact that people operate from their level of understanding. But raising will contaminate your walk with God. Search the Bible for yourself. How many people do we see even the New Testament church that they were dying, 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 dying? Most of them that died, they laid down their lives. And it's not out of fear, it's out of there's an assignment for my life. Why should I leave the cooking undone when I can finish cooking it? Where are we running to? And after I'm done, I'll hand over to Elisha. Paul died at about six between 62 and 66 from different history books but when paul was going to die he said i have finished he didn't say i'm tired there's a difference elijah said i'm tired paul said it's finished i'm, I'm done i'm finished so do we have enough case for long life? Do we have enough case for long life? When should you die? Let me write these three things down. You can create your own list, but start with these three. When should you die? Number one, when you have finished your work. If you are wondering, oh, maybe I'm going to die, ask, have I finished my work? Now, if you don't even know what your work is, that's a problem. So, so you've not even started. Number two, when you've raised a worthy successor or a group of successors that you can hand over the baton to, your successors should be biological but also spiritual. In other words, people in of your loins, right? 
If the Lord does not bless you with uh, the fruit of the loins, which again is a very, 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 very exceptional case. Very, very. In fact, I don't see any place in the Bible where anybody cried to God and did not come. For those of you whose family, friends, loved ones are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, we release grace and faith. They will carry their babies in the name of Jesus. Number three, when you want to so if you really want to die today, you can talk to your father. The power of life and death are with him and then place it in your tongue. <laughs> you don't want to exercise your right to die. You don't have a right. Number four, when God calls you home. So God can call you because maybe in the divine permutation, there are certain iterations that you are better out. You are better. It does happen. The Lord can take somebody out because of certain complications. But that's in the realm of sovereignty. You don't control that realm. Do you have a choice? Do I have a choice in the matter as to when I die? Yes. Brother Paul shows us that. Philippians 1. Philippians 1 from verse 21. Philippians 1 from verse 21. For to me, to live is Christ. Come on, y'all. Anyhow, I win. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is what? Profitable. Give me the next line. But if I live on in the flesh... This means what? Fruit from my labor. He's not talking about balumo and banana and planting and all what not. He's saying the fruit of Christ being developed in more lives because of my preaching and teaching ministry. That's why I want to live longer. Let me just give you an example. P. Alton knows more than, more than anybody. You know, so I'm in the office and you come and say, when are you coming upstairs? What am I likely going to say? Very soon. Very soon. And what time would I get upstairs? Like two, three, four hours after. Fact. She lives with me. Very soon. Why? There's so much in my belly and in my spirit that I'm trying to release and gush out and bring out. This is the reason I want to live more. It's not just for me because I already know it. I want more people to know it. That's why I teach with the passion I teach. Write, document. Because I'm like, there is so much ignorance in the world. And God put rivers of wisdom on the inside of me. So for me to die before I exhaust at least the basal framework will be selfishness. Because my death profits me. My life profits you. I'm intentionally slow today because many people over years, in fact, this thing you're hearing now, like, are you serious? So is this possible? Let me take it home. Shabi, Paul was the most ardent person following Jesus. Look at what it said, or uh, proclaiming Christ. This will mean fruit from my labor, yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. Paul is looking at death and looking at life. He says, I'm standing in between both of them. And right now as I'm writing this, I'm not sure which one I'm going to choose. 
Look at somebody say you can choose. Paul, Moses said, I present before you today life and death. Now, how do you choose life and death? You don't choose when death shows up. You choose before it shows up. Every day you are speaking, you are choosing. When I say, I'm dead, oh, death is like, hey, he likes us, he likes us. Hey, this sickness will kill me, oh, I say, ah, ah, my friend died, maybe who's next, ah, you are choosing every thought, every time you're speaking, every time you're thinking about your future, you are already choosing. Every time you look at an obituary and you have heart palpitations and you have pictures of you fainted and fallen at 33 or 35, you are choosing. But I come today with the mantles of grace to break every negative pattern in your mind and your psychology everything that has subjugated you and brought you under the oppression and the harassment of premature death you are free in the name of Jesus oh I said you are free you are free you are free if you believe Paul's letter when it's said to you, you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you believe Paul's letter, when it said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, against which there's no law. If you believe Paul's letter, it says venom and being Christ, the new creature, please believe his letter that you can choose between life and death. And I don't know about here, but I've chosen for me and my house long life. For every bona fide member of this house, you have an open door to long life. Who's walking in it? Who's stepping into it? Who's manifesting it? Who's embracing it? Who's engaging it? I'm almost done. Somebody shine. Yeah. He makes it worse. Look at the next verse. Makes it tighter. For I am hard pressed between the two. I have a desire to depart and be with Christ which is what so my theology of death is not I don't know what to happen after I close my eyes I know here comes Christ with the Ashur Bura he says our bodies will not, we say will not be found naked so there is most likely there are all kinds of arguments and debates but it's most likely going to be an intermittent garment that wraps you up in God's bosom and God's embrace because you're going to come back to the resurrected body. This body is going to be resurrected and glorified. So you will look like this in the new world. Is somebody here. It's like, oh, I wish God would change me. See, God doesn't improve on himself. So if he made you this way, he said you're good. You are fearfully and... So don't, there's no you 2.0. It's only you in Christ, you in immortality. He did not say God would do cosmetic surgery for your face. He said this mortality will be swallowed up by what? Immortality. That's the only thing that's changing, y'all. You're going to be... So just love yourself. At least from available data in the Bible. I love Bible, Bible study. So if you have a counter-revelation, let's look at it together. My study. I've studied this quite a bit. <laughs> it says, to be with Christ is far better. Go to the next verse. Some people don't like that part. You better like it. See, it's not as if God now has a better idea about what it should look like. Oh, 7,000 years have passed. Ah, this besides news, I should have made it like this. Okay, no problem, no problem. When I resurrect that body, I can't go and toast, babe. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I think I should leave it. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh. Now look at this. Nevertheless, so look at someone says, not for less. To remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Next verse. Next verse. And be in the confidence of this. I know that I shall remain and continue with you all. Why? It is for your progress and joy of faith. In other words, anybody who is actually alive and they have no progress or joy of faith, they are not really living. Because the reason for the extension of life is for progress and joy of faith. This is the reason in Hezekiah's petition, he said, God, see, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. He was not boasting about his works. He's saying, if you've seen what I've done with 40 years, give me 20 more. I will do the same thing better and faster. So here's a question. Can you justify your desired elongation of your life? Can you just, I can. God knows that as it's going to give me another five decades, right? What am I going to do with it? What I've been doing? Preaching, teaching, investing, pouring, galvanizing, raising souls, writing books, releasing music, charity, philanthropy, we're, we're together. <laughs> If God gives you more years, chances are that you will do more of what you've already been doing. So what are you doing? I wrote something about four years ago. Some of you have been to Dream Academy and I've seen in one of the slides. You are already becoming who you will become. So who are you becoming? Says this is the reason. Let's look at the last scripture here now for the service. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. And this will just help somebody. There's another one we're supposed to look at too. So, so uh, let's go to, I might touch this second service, but let's go to Hosea chapter 13 verse four, 14. We read a while ago, it was so beautiful. Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. Then whilst we're at Hosea 13 verse 14, find the verse in Hebrew, I think it's 2.12 or 2.13 or something like that. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. This is God speaking. Or death, I will be. Oh, Magabata Shafayaka, Broteke Fuselibata. God said, Death, by the time I'm done with you, you have a pandemic situation. Or death, I will be your plagues. Or grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. So God does not play with death. 
So why should you accommodate it, condone it? Something that God said I will plague. And like, hey, let's just manage it. I'm not. Are, are you hearing that? For time's sake, let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. Because some people are still dealing, you know, this one, let me not shout too much. Oh, nobody knows tomorrow. What kind of thing is that? It says, I have not seen it, I have not heard. But God has revealed. And the, some believers say, nobody knows tomorrow. You might not know the specifics, but you know the conclusion. Hebrews, quickly, let's close. Hebrews 2, verse 13. Again, have you read the verse to know where it's going? Is this it? Okay. Let me just do my... <laughs> I'm going to close after this. All right. Go to verse 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Hebrews 2 verse 8. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he puts all in subjection under him. That's under Jesus. God has put all things under Jesus. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. In other words, it's already done in the spirit. But demons are rebellious. The earth is rebellious. So why would we preach a message of like this and have this truth and some other people right will still die young why this is the reason that explains it this is the reason that even though it's already done we do not see it so it's revelation that allows you to appropriate what he has already concluded so yes you can live a sickness free year if you see it you can have a blissful marriage if you see it the dead can be raised by your hands if you see it. And I taught you that spiritual inheritance is given through visual concentration. That's why Paul says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. He equates seeing with knowing. And knowing precedes having. Because if you have something you don't know about, it's useless and it's practical application to you. So next verse, verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Watch this now. Crowned with glory and honor. Crowned with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, might do what? Taste death. So death has a taste. And for unbelievers, it's a bitter taste. But for the believer, Christ already tasted it. So when you close your eyes, there's no bitterness in your mouth. There is joy. You don't say, yay, they killed me. You say, God, into your hands I commit my spirit. It's a conscious thing. I know what's happening. I know what's going on. I'm stepping out of the third dimension into the God dimension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Death will not take you by surprise. Is anybody here? He says that he has tasted it for everyone. Hey, keep praying under your breath. Go to the next verse. Let me show you. He didn't just taste death 
For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain, that's Christ now, of their salvation, perfect through sufferings go to the next verse for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified that the christ himself and the the christians believers are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren keep going um, saying i will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly i will sing praise to you keep going uh, and again i will put my trusted him and again here am I and the children of the Lord has given us can you keep going I'm looking for the part that says yes in as much then as the children believers have partaken of flesh and blood otherwise they have lived in the body he himself likewise shed in the body why did he do it why that through death he might destroy he might destroy him who devil is not in control of your death your tongue is in control your decisions are in control your choices against the construct of your nation and your genealogical construct are in control are you hearing what i'm saying he said the devil had it but god came in flesh as the christ and he said death i will be your plagues he messed death up he embarrassed death he kicked it under he took the keys and he said where are my brothers here are the keys where are my daughters here are the keys and so the next verse help me somebody almost there and release those who through the fear of death where all their lifetime subject to bondage the fear of death will rob you of life it will rob you of audacious moves rob you of courage rob you of audacity prevent you from planning oh well i'm not a slave to the fear of death i have blueprints and plans i will hand over properly i will bless my children prop are you hearing me somebody pray You are not a slave. He said that thing puts you in bondage. You'll be tentative. You'll be hesitant. You'll be unsure. You'll be like, you'll be suspecting God. In the second service, we'll go into God's provision and principles. Can somebody affirm in 30 seconds? I live long and I live well. I live with courage and I live with audacity. Every day of my life is full. Every day of my life is intentional. I do not live in fear. Fear does not have dominion over me. 
death does not have dominion over me. The spirit of life, the spirit of life, the spirit of life. Somebody needs to extend this prayer to your mother, to your father, to your ailing cousin, to your fearful brother, and speak life, speak life in the name of Jesus. Speak life in the name of Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. All power, the Bible says, all power belongs to God. So death, you have no power over us. Fear, you have no power over us. Sickness, you have no power over us. The news, social media, you have no power over us. Our emotions, our thinking faculties, our spirit man are under the power of Christ. We live long, we live well, we live fully, we live intentionally, we live audaciously, we live tenaciously. In the mighty name of Jesus, we flourish, we flourish in the mighty name of Jesus. Can somebody give God a victory clap? A victory clap over death, a victory clap over sin, a victory clap, a victory clap, a victory clap, a victory clap. Hallelujah. I feel like the devil is so shy and ashamed right now. Like, how they say to Yoruba that your secrets have exposed. Ashiri Titu They have this grace that Kai. They have seen my secrets. Hallelujah. We may be seated. Can we celebrate God? Can we celebrate God? And of course, can we celebrate Pastor Dami for bringing a sure and a strong word? We appreciate you, sir. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.